Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Grace and peace to you wherever you are listening today. We have been following Jesus as he makes his way towards Jerusalem, and we hear another text today from that journey to Jerusalem. This is from Luke, the 14th chapter, starting with the first verse and then continuing with verse 17. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who has invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid in the re- at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the gospel of the Lord. In fifth grade, Heron and Becky were my friends. Becky wore Jordanche jeans and was the fastest runner in our grade. She even beat the boys. Karen knew about all of the movies that my parents wouldn't let me see. There's no question that my status among the fifth graders at Wadena Elementary School increased to the cool category because Becky and Karen were my friends. You remember those days, right? Or... Maybe you're a kid and you're still living those days. The days when your social status matters. The days when who your friends are and what they say about you matters. I'm serious when I say this. If you're a kid, grown-ups who say, it doesn't matter who your friends are or what group you're a part of, just be yourself grown-ups who have completely forgotten the loneliness of not being invited to the birthday party that everyone else is going to. They're the same grown-ups who have forgotten the embarrassment of walking through the lunchroom desperately searching for a seat next to a friendly face. They're the grown-ups who have forgotten the sensation of feeling entirely different from the kids around you. They're the grown-ups who have forgotten the clear demarcation that exists in many schools between the drama kids and the sports teams, the techies, and whoever else. The pecking order of social status is nothing new. 
At dinner parties like the one that Jesus was attending in today's gospel, the guests of honor were positioned close to the host, while those less important sat further away. A person's position wasn't just an honor bestowed upon them, it came with tangible benefits. To be seated near an important host signaled to everyone present that you have access. If others at the banquet wanted to gain the ear of the important host, they can be friend or do business with those closest to the host in hopes of gaining notice or being invited closer in. And in the same manner, those devoted to the lower position signal to everyone gathered that that person's position and status had fallen. Given all of this, you can see how meals in Jesus' day were about way more than just sharing a meal with good company or celebrating a significant event. Meals were a place where community stories were played out for everyone present to see who was connected and close to whom, which important folk in the community responded to the invitation, which ones ignored it. Meals, like the one Jesus attended, were elaborate displays of the social code. You scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. As a host, you were ensuring your place in the community's social order by hosting meals and inviting others who could boost your social standing. As a guest, you were jockeying to be invited to all of the good parties and to the head table at those parties to show your closeness to the host. I don't know about you, but that sounds an awful lot like the very worst parts of grade school to me. Given the way that meals functioned to communicate social structures and status, it's no surprise that when all the eyes are watching Jesus in today's gospel, he uses the opportunity to cast his gaze on the practices that could make or break the social standing of those present. Now, Jesus gives sound advice. Don't think of yourself too highly. Be modest. Put yourself in a low position and be invited higher. What an honor it will be for you. But let's be real. He's doing so much more than just giving table manners. He's turning his attention to the way things are and offering a radical shift. He's challenging those gathered to imagine a different way, a way where your closeness to the host doesn't convey any importance, a way where you invite those who are hungry, not those who can further your standing in the community. As Jesus continues his journey to Jerusalem, he again challenges and dismantles the structures of community life and offers an alternative to the way things are. He offers the Jesus way, God's kingdom way. And in this way, Jesus suggests that we treat each other as God treats us, creating us, giving us what we need to flourish, caring for us, forgiving us, redeeming us, even though we can do nothing meaningful for God in return. In fact, about the only thing we can do in return is to share what we've been given with others. 
This way that Jesus offers doesn't just speak to first century Pharisees. It's relevant for us as well. Yeah, social pecking orders are visible at school. But we also see them practiced in workplaces and at the gym. They're present in book clubs and neighborhood groups. They exist in the volunteering we do, and frankly, even at churches. Our faith teaches us that through Jesus, God forgives our sin and provides our seat at the eternal banquet table. This means that we can do nothing that will move us higher or lower in God's eternal realm. Our place is secure in this life at the communion table of Christ's church, just as our place is secure in the life to come. And if the Spirit has given us this belief that Jesus has secured our position at God's heavenly banquet, can we take our faith seriously enough to act and live differently here and now? Can we follow Jesus to the places he leads and in the directions that his eyes go when all of the eyes are watching him? In today's gospel, when all the eyes were watching him closely, Jesus was looking around the room. He was also looking beyond the walls and suggesting a different way forward, God's kingdom way. And in this way, where our place is secure and our only response is to share what we have, what would it look like to spend some of our capital and some of our energy and our efforts living the way, the Jesus way, in our school, in our workplaces, at the gym, in our book groups, even here at church. Pastor David Loos offers some questions to ponder that invite us to think about how we might live this Jesus way in the places where we spend our days. What would it be like to invite a kid who seems always to be alone to sit with your group? What would it be like to reach out to someone very different from you? What would it be like to give up your seat on the bus or at church or in the lunchroom to someone who came late? What would it be like to stop someone from bullying someone else? What would it be like to invite someone that doesn't get invited to a party or an outing to come along with you? What would it be like if someone asks why you're doing this and you said, it's because you think it's the way God wants us to live? In today's gospel, Jesus invites his first century audience, as well as all of us, to live differently, to break the rules of convention and to value others, not because of what they can do for us, but because they are like us, beloved children of God, whose place at the table is secure, even though we have nothing meaningful to offer God in return. To be clear, Jesus' way is never easy. It led him to the cross. And so, as we try to follow this different way, could we help each other as we try to defy some of the norms of our social order and as we work at breaking the rules? We could pray for the kids 
we know who are working to follow the Jesus way as they make their way through school this year. We could check in with them or with their families and one another as we try a different way together. We could just encourage one another as we stretch to do what is right and not just what is easy. All of this talk about social order and dinner parties and tables and who's invited and who's not has me wondering. It's a crazy idea, but what would it look like for those of us who know Bethlehem or wherever it is that you are to throw a party? in your front yards. Here at Bethlehem, it would be on Parent Street. And then to invite your neighbors just for fun. Here at church, we'd invite everyone on Parent Street and maybe even in Fairport, not expecting that we'll get anything out of it, not expecting that we'll get no more numbers at church or increase our giving, but just because we wanna know our neighbors and love them well. That would be a party to see. I think that's what Jesus is trying to get at us today. That would be a party to see. And scripture tells us you never know when you throw parties like that. What angels just might join us. Wherever you are, blessings to you as you live the Jesus way that we ahead. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.